Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, powered by Jetro. Each week, we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and putting more money in your pockets. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is, why should I hire my kids in my business? Now, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Jetro and the Tax Minimization Program, which is a training program to ensure that you pay the least amount in taxes as legally possible. I am your host and founder of Jetro, Mike Jezoshek. Again, today's topic is why should I hire my kids in my business? And hiring your kids may be one of the top or at least a top best kept tax saving secret out there. Now, when we start this conversation with clients, a lot of people cringe and think that this is something that the IRS, of course, would not allow. However, that's not the case. This is actually discussed directly in the tax code and on the IRS website about hiring your kids. Now, with that being said, it has to be done correctly in order for it to be legal, and we want to make sure that we're doing those things that are required. And we've actually had some pretty lengthy conversations on this in our free Facebook group, so that's why we thought maybe we should just do a topic on this. Let's do an episode discussing this directly. And if you're not part of our free Facebook group, go onto Facebook now, type in small business, tax secrets, answer a few questions, and join other uh, business owners on there that are looking to save taxes. So let's get started. What do I need to know about hiring my kids in the business? And so we're going to be talking about, I just want to read something from the IRS website that kind of describes or talks about this topic specifically. And the IRS website states, payments for the services of a child under the age of 18 who works for his or her parent in a trade or business are not subject to social security or Medicare taxes. If the trader business is a sole proprietorship or a partnership in which each partner is a parent of the child. So basically what this is saying is that you can pay your child through a sole proprietorship or a partnership and not have to withhold Social Security, Medicare, federal unemployment if your child is under the age of 18. Now this is huge because we talk about this. Social Security and Medicare is those FICA taxes. That is that self-employment taxes, 15%. So when you hire an employee in your business, typically 15% has to go to Social Security and Medicare. Now your employee pays half of that and you pay half of it. But here, if you're hiring your child who's under the age of 18 in your business, you do not have to withhold Social Security and Medicare. So this is a great advantage. When we talk about hiring our kids in our business, you can get a business deduction for items that you are typically paying personally. So you might be paying for your child's basketball camps, entertainment, technology, phones, computers, whatever it might be. And why not get a business deduction for these items that you are going to pay for anyway? And now here's the sweet thing. Your child can claim the standard deduction, which for 2021 is up to $12,550. And that means that their first $12,550 would be tax-free. And then any income that they would be receive over and above that amount would be taxed at the lowest tax bracket and going up from there. So that means what we're talking about here is that you can get a business to hire your kids in your business, get a business deduction, and your child potentially pays no income taxes on that if it's under $12,500. So we're avoiding Social Security and Medicare taxes where they're potentially paying no income taxes if it's under that roughly $12,500. Again, 
a great option to get a business deduction while your kids potentially pay no income tax on that money received. And they could use these things for basketball camps, entertainment, things like that. Items that you are probably paying for anyways out of your pocket, but now we can turn that into a business deduction. Get your kids working in your business, understanding your business, and potentially pay no income taxes on that money that they're receiving. So again, that's the benefits. That's why we love, love, love this strategy. Um, and again, there's a couple different things here. One, we're getting a business deduction. Kids potentially paying no income taxes on that. But we're also teaching our kids how to work. We're teaching our kids how to work for a living, make money at whatever age that might be. That could be a younger age, and typically kids learn how to work. They're also learning the family business, potentially. Um, so these are things that we want to make sure that we're thinking about if you have kids. So that all sounds great, but now how do I do it? And in order for this to be legal and stand up against the IRS, it must be done correctly. You can't just pay your kids a set amount of your business without any type of backup proof or anything like that. So we can't just say, oh, we're going to give little Johnny and little Susie $15,000 each every year, and that's going to be a business deduction, and they pay no income taxes on it. It's not quite that easy. So let's walk through the details. Your child must be age 7 or older. Now, this is an age that has been proven in tax court. So if they're age 7 or older, there's tax court cases that help support that. Now, many people say, well, what about my 1-year-old or 2-year-old, and they're going to be doing some modeling for me. We're not necessarily saying that that's not allowed. We're just saying that there's no tax court case that helps defend that if you were to get pressured on it. So you might want to take that. That would be a little bit more of a riskier amount. And you also got to be careful with some of the next things we're going to be talking about. You must pay a reasonable wage for the type of work that your child is doing. So let's say your child is cutting grass. You can't pay them $150 an hour to cut grass when you can pay somebody else $30 an hour or whatever your rates are. So you must have a reasonable wage for the type of work you're doing. And your child actually has to be working for you. You can't just say, I'm going to pay you and, and uh, you know, we're not gonna, they're not going to actually do anything. We're just going to pay them and get a business deduction. That's not allowed. Your child has to actually be doing the work for you. And make sure you're tracking time. To record that actual work that they're doing. Track time. Write down what you're doing in the, during that time so that you can support that deduction. You also want to make sure that you're paying to an account in the child's name. So open up a checking account, savings account, whatever it might be, and make sure you're paying to an account that's in the child's name and not yours. Now again, these funds are for work that they're doing. You can't just pay your child and then have your child pay you back that money. That that this money that you're paying them can be used for things that your child wants to do that you maybe typically would pay for personally. But it can't include normal parental activities. So you can't have your child buy food for your family. Or you can't have your child pay rent to you uh, to rent out your house at the age of 10 years old. Um, so make sure that the money that they're using it for would be kind of extracurricular things over and above your normal parental duties. And finally, you got to make sure you prepare a W-2 at year end. Now, the W-2 at year end is likely going to be you're going to have some income in there. There's going to be no Tax withholding, especially if it's under the 12005 because they don't need to pay taxes on it. There's going to be no Social Security, and there's going to be no Medicare. So really, you're just kind of having a, a W-2 that has the income, but there's going to be no withholdings or any kind of tax to do or anything like that. The W-2 just helps support and defend it. And you're also going to want to make sure that through all this, you have some required documentation. This is going to be a job description. What is your child doing? Kind of describing what they're working on. 
an employment agreement, you know, an hour in the task tracking, so a tracking system to know what they're doing, uh, payment proof, you're going to want to send that W-2 out and things like that. And actually, in our tax minimization program, we have a full implementation guide with all of these documents. So if you're interested in that, join our tax minimization program. You can go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax, and you're going to have samples of all these documents that you need to help support this deduction. So let's go through the details again. Must be age seven or older. You're going to have to pay them a reasonable wage for the type of work they're doing, which means that they have to actually be doing that work for you. And they have to be actually be doing a job for your business. You're going to want to track time, record the work they're doing, pay to an account in their name, and then prepare a W-2 at year end and have all that supporting documentation in case you need it. Now, most of the stuff that that job description, employment agreement, things like that, that tracking system, you're only going to need in the event of an audit, but it's good to have that ready, prepared now, so that if an audit comes, you can easily support and defend that. Now, a lot of people tell me and say, Mike, my child's seven years old. I run a consulting business. What could they potentially possibly do in my business? That's where I want to encourage you guys to be creative. Think about what they can do in your business. This doesn't have to be supporting to revenue generating activities. So if you're an attorney, this doesn't mean that your child has to be doing sales or it has to be doing legal work at the age of seven. It just has to be work within your business. That could be f- doing files. That could be shredding paper. That could be stuffing envelopes. That could be doing social media for your business. So think about ways that you can get them involved in your business. I was talking to a consultant the other day and said, I really don't have an online presence. Everyone knows me from referrals, so I don't really do social media. I said, well, if you had the opportunity to hire your 10-year-old child and have them manage some social media accounts, could you have some social media accounts? Whether you use them or not, it's something that your business could have, and so is it something we can think about. So again, Again, if you're, if you're a lawn-cutting business, a landscaper, your kids do not have to be literally cutting grass. Now, they can, but they could be doing other things within your business as long as it's a valid uh, business activity and you're paying them a rate reasonable for what they're doing. Now, we talked about this at the beginning. We talked about that if you're a sole proprietorship or if you're a partnership, you can hire your kids and you don't have to pay for, you don't have to withhold for Social Security or Medicare. And now, some people I know on this podcast are thinking, what about an S-corporation? We talk about an S-corp a lot, and we have a lot of listeners that are utilizing an S-corp when it makes sense for them to utilize an S-corp. And that's the biggest downfall. If you operate as an S-corp, you are not considered a sole prop or a partnership, so you would need to be withholding Social Security, Medicare, and et cetera from those payments. This would, of course, all be considered a business expense. You're just paying some additional tax, so it's not as sweet of a deal. Now, in our tax minimization program, again, taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax, we do have some workarounds for this quote-unquote problem. You know, So ways to get around doing an S-corp, or if you have an S-corporation, ways to be able to still hire your kids while doing an S-corp, and that's set up a family management company and things like that. And other people think, people ask, say, I don't have any kids, but I have nieces, I have nephews, I have maybe grandchildren. And those types of things, if you wanted to hire family members in this area, they would not be your direct children. So the Social Security and Medicare avoidance would not be applicable. You would still have to pay Social Security and Medicare when you're hiring them because they're not your direct children. Now, again, there's some workarounds around this. Maybe we hire the, if, if you're a grandparent, maybe you 
pay your child a 1099 into a business that they own, and then they hire their kids in that business. And that's how we get past this, doing it through a sole proprietorship type work. So there are some potential issues or planning opportunities. We walk through them in our tax minimization program. So if you want more information on that, join our program there and we can kind of help you out in that area. So again, just kind of want to go through and summarize what we've talked about. Basically, the IRS website and the tax code says that if you pay your child Through a sole proprietorship or a partnership, there's no need to withhold Social Security, Medicare, federal employment if your child is under the age of 18. So you can get a business deduction for items that you are going to pay for anyways, and with the standard deduction of just around $12,500, they don't pay, your child doesn't pay any income taxes up to that amount. So you can pay your child, say, $10,000 for work that they're doing within your business, get a business deduction. They pay no income taxes on that amount, and then they can use those funds to pay for items that you were maybe paying for anyways, basketball camps, entertainment, things like that. A couple of things you have to do. We want to make sure we're doing this correctly. We want to make sure that we have everything in place documented to help support this. So child age seven and or older is what has been proven in tax court. You're going to want to ha- make sure that they're actually doing work. You're paying them a reasonable rate for the type of work they're doing, and you're recording the hours and everything else to make sure that you have supporting documentation to back this up. We also want to make sure that we're paying the child an account in their name, and we're preparing a W-2 at year end. Some some required documentation that would be good to have on file to help support this in the event of an audit would be a job description, employment agreement, um, an hour task kind of tracking sheet that says here's the hours they worked, here's the tasks they did, and the date, and all that type of stuff, uh, payment proof, W-2s, things like that. Again, some potential issues if you're running an S corporation, you're not a sole prop, you're not a partnership, so you would have to do a little bit of a workaround, otherwise you would have to withhold Social Security and Medicare. They're still not going to pay taxes on their first 12005 but they would have to pay Social Security and Medicare, which is about 15%. The employee would pay 75 the employer, which would be you, would pay 75 So if we're set up as an S corporation, we might want to do a workaround to be able to funnel that through a sole proprietorship so we can avoid that Social Security and Medicare taxes. Same thing if you have non-child you know, family members that you want to hire in your business that are not your direct children, there would be some workarounds potentially around that. So as we talked about, this is just a tax strategy that you do not want to miss out on. It's just simply a great opportunity to, again, get a business deduction and have your children pay potentially no taxes on that income if it's under that standard deduction amount. Now, of course, we want to make sure we're doing things correctly to cover us in an IRS audit, but that is something that can easily be done as we kind of discussed here, making sure that we do things correctly. So if you want more information on this, or if you want some details, some of those sample documents that we talked about, um, check out our tax minimization program. Again, it's www.taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax. This is just one topic of many that we talk about in that program. Um, Again, I want to remind you that we're doing a webinar on Tuesday, May 18th. It's Title of it is Tax Secrets That Nobody Tells Entrepreneurs. We're going to be discussing the top five tax strategies you need for 2021, how to implement those strategies. We're going to be talking about tax planning versus tax paying, how growing your business, how you can grow your business with less hours and less stress by developing a bookkeeping system for success. And I'm also going to be introducing a game-changing product that you're not going to want to miss. So sign up for this podcast again, or this this webinar again, it's Tuesday, May 18th at noon central time, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can sign up directly on our website at taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash secrets. 
Otherwise, if you go to taxsavingspodcast.com, right there on the front page, there's an ability to, for you to sign up for it. Again, don't forget to join our free Facebook group. And if you have questions, if you want topics you want us to touch on, enter them in the Facebook group, reach out to us. And I want to thank you again for listening to another episode, and I will see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other business owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.